Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Harlem Rondaf Yomi Shior. We're closing in on the end of the Masechet Shabbat. Um, we are now at Amar of Adabar Abba on the last wide line of Kufnun Gimel Amur Bet. Today's daf is daf Kufnun Dalid. Says the Gemara, Amar of Adabar Abba, If he had a chavila, which is his package lying on his shoulders, Ratz Tachteha. If it gets dark, he could run with it. Till he gets to his house. And we specifically mean you have to run. But to walk, that would be Asur. What's the reason why it's Asur? Why would it be okay to run and not walk? According to this opinion, if you're coming with Ada, if you, you don't want to give it to you, you could walk. Why should you walk? Because when you're running, you're not showing. It looks like you're, you're ignoring Shabbat. But when you're when you're running, it looks like you're not ignoring Shabbat. But when you're walking, it looks like you're ignoring Shabbat. You're just doing your regular way. And if so, you you might end up stopping. In other words, the idea over here is you can't make an akira and a hanacha. If you continue walking the whole time, your akira was before sunset, right? And therefore, you didn't make Akira and Hanachah on Shabbat. That's as long as you don't stop. But if you stop, you made Akira and Hanachah, you do, do Isur. And therefore, we only let you run, we don't let you walk, so you don't make the mistake to stop. Ask the Gemara, Sof Sof, Kimata Purta. When you get to your house, you have to be able to stop for a second before you get into your house, right? Because you can't run into your house without stopping. You have to open the door. Another thing you're doing is that you're going from Rashutahid, which is also Isur even without stopping, because I'm sorry, you, you we're assuming you're gonna stop to open the door, and therefore it'll be a Isur de Oraita. And so I know When you get to your Khatzer, you're gonna Sling it off your back in a way which is not a normal way, and therefore you won't be doing Yisur Doraita if you follow that way. If your animal is carrying a load and you're following after it, Bishabbat, Bishogeg, if you did by accident, Chayav Chatat, you have to bring a korban. Bezid did on purpose, Chayav Skila. My time, what's the reason why I remember Chama said Yechayav Skila? I'm Rabbi Damaka. Says you shouldn't do any labor, you and your animal. Therefore, we and we being that they're next to each other, we compare the animal to you. Just like you, so to your animal too. If he does it by accident, that was Rami Bar Chama. Amar Rava, Rava disagrees. I have two reasons why you're wrong. It says there's one set of rules for you who do it by accident and if you do it on purpose and we compare which means we connected everything to you have to be doing something with your body to be chayav you only chayav if you do something with your body, just like you can't kill somebody for a non-physical avodazar.
Because says, you have to do it by accident. So too, over here too. The or the second reason why you're not right, that you have by Mechamer. The fact that we say you only chayav on something that you chayav on uh, on by the on the accidental chatat and on on purpose by skila, it sounds like there's other things that are asur that you don't get a chatat and you don't get skila, but it's still asur deoraita. And what else is like that? Must be lav nuchamer. And therefore we see that mechamer, which is making an animal do a melacha for you, is not chayav mita and chatat. Answer not necessarily. Lo, techumin, yes, there is something that's not chayav chatat, and that's, and it's deoraita. What is it? It's the isur of techumin not walking out of the techum of Shabbat. According to Bekiva, who holds that's Doraita? Because if he holds Dirabanan, then of course it can't be referring to that. But And it has to be talking about Mechamer. But according to Rabbi Kiva, who says the Yisur of Techumin is Doraita, we could say that when we when we excluded other things that are not Shikigor Hatat and Zedonos Kila, we were referring to Techumin. Vehavana, also Havana, Liba de Rabbiosi, we said mentioned before. That when it says Lo Tevaru Esh B'Mochol Moshevotechem, why did it mention Esh? There's a, there's, why didn't it mention Borer or anything else? And the Rabbi Yossi says that this is the that lighting a fire is the only one the Ina Chayav Skila on. You only get a love. So according to that, that could be what it's referring to, coming to exclude those things. Rav Zvid Matni Hachi. Rav Zvid learns Rami Bar in a different way. He says that Rabbi wasn't talking about chatat. He agrees that you chayav skila for walking behind your animal, making the animal walk with a load on Shabbat. But if you did it by accident, he says you're not chayav chatat. Says. Says the Gemara, Mativ Ravas or Ravai asks the question. It says, "Hamachalil tzibat bedavar shachayvim al shigigochadat chayvim al zdonoskina." It says in the Mishnah, "If you mechalil shabbat on something that you're chayav on shigigochadat, then you chayav on zdonoskina." Which means any type of thing that if you did it by accident, you'd be chayav a korban. You'd be chayav skila if you did it on purpose. It sounds like if you're not chayav on shigochatat, you shouldn't be chayav on zinoskila. So how could Rami Barachama say that you could get skila if you can't bring a chatat? It doesn't sound like that from the Mishnah Sanhedrin. So the Gemara says the Gemara, no. It doesn't say straight out that everything that you're not chayav a chatat, you're not chayav skila. It says the other way around. It says, So in other words, we don't say that if you're not, you're not chayav. Meaning, if there's no chatat, there's no skila. We said if there is chatat, there is skila. But if there is no chatat, sometimes there could be skila. If you have chatat, you have skila. And there's something... 
שאין חייבים השקוטת, וחייבים לעשות סגירה. ומייני, הוא מחמר. Walking behind the animal is, so Rav Mechamer could dance his way out of that Mishnah, because it's only an implication, it wasn't said straight out. Says the Gemara, Rava Achve de Rav Mari by Rachel. Rava, the brother of Rav Mari by Rachel, the Amrila Avua de Rav Mari by Rachel, said the following thing. Now, before we say what Rava, the brother or father of Rav Rachel said, we're questioning the case. Now, we're questioning the identity of the rabbi. Now, understand that the name Mari by Rachel is a funny thing. Usually, Amoraim are quoted by their father and not their mother. In this particular case, we mentioned Rav Mari by Rachel. Rav Mari was the daughter of a lady called Rachel. There's a famous story that's brought down in Kitubot about Shmuel's daughter, whose name was Rachel, who was captured by the Goyim. And when she was captured by the Goyim, while her father was a Goy, sorry, she was captured by the Goyim, her father was Shmuel, and um, she, she was made to marry a certain Goy, who the, her influence after a while caused the Goy to want to convert, and while he was still a Goy, uh, she had a son called, called uh, Murray, and that was Rav Mari Barachel, who ended up becoming a famous Tana. So the Gemara is going to ask now, if it's the father of, Mar- of Mari Barachel, it seems funny, why is his name Rava? Says Gemara, Lilish according to the second Lashon, that was saying it's the father, Kasha, Hadirav, Achshirel, Rav Mari Barachel. It says that Rav, Rav, Rav said that Rav Mari Barachel is okay. He made him in charge of Bavel to be a, a policeman in Bavel. So you see that if it's Rava, then we don't need Rav to do it. It can't be that Rav who did it. Says the Gemara, Dilma Tre Mari Maybe, according to the one who said it was the father, there was two Mari Barachels, and this was a different one. One was a. a Rava's daughter. One, one was Rava's. One was the father. One Mari Barachel was Rava's son, and the other one was the son of a goy. Okay, says the Gemara. Now we're going to say what, what Mari Barachel said. So Rabbi Barachel have a He learned this uh, statement. Mishmei de Rabbi Yochanan liftor, and he says patur. Amar Biochan, he says, Hamachamer Chabemto, Bishabat, Patur Mikulum. If you follow your animal, you're Patur from Kulum. Bishogeg lo Chayav Chatat, the hook to call to Avdazana. Bishogeg in Chayav Chatat, because of the Hekesh to Avdazana. Just like Avdazana, you have to do something with your body here too, you have to do it with your body. Mezid Nami lo Chayav Skila, you're not Chayav Skila either. Why? Like we see the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, it equates, in order to be Chayav Skila, you have to also be Chayav Chatat, and here you're not Chayav Chatat, because the connection of the Zala. And we learn it reciprocal, that anything that you're not Chayav Chatat, you're not Chayav Skila, according to this Ramari Baruchel in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Belav Nami 
He said, not only are you not chayav, neither skilab on purpose, neither are you chayav by accident a, uh, a korban, you're not even chayav a lav for malkut. Why? Because Since it's a, the lav of not doing a melacha, is there to teach you about mitat betin in other cases. And we have a rule, anytime that same lav, which is the lav in this case of Shabbat, was lo ha, is serving in other places, like for, if a guy does borer, we're using that lav to give you skila. Any lav which is warning you about mitat betin and lokina lav, you never get malkut for such a lav. Turn the page to Kufnun Dal Amabet. Even according to the one who says Lokin, who says you can get Malkut on Lav Shinitan, Nitan, Lazarat Mitat Petin, Lichtov Rachman Lota, say Komalacha Ubehem Techa. Ata Lamali. Why does it say Ata Ubehem Techa? You should just say, it should Lota say Komalacha Ubehem Techa. Ata is off, of course. And Elamai, why is the extra word Ata there? Who knew the Mechayev? It's coming to tell you that you're Chayev. But your animal, you're not chayav when your animal does a melacha, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you'll never get mitah, even though you're doing an avedah for making your animal work, you will never get mitah. So we had three different opinions. Opinion A was that you chayav both a chatat and a skila for your animal working. Opinion B was that you chayav skila, but no chatat. And now we have Rabbi Yochanan says you chayav not, chayav, not chatat, not skila, and not even a love. Okay, we mentioned the Mishnah. When you got to the outer courtyard, you could take off the non-mukseh kelim. And whatever was mukseh, you have to untie it and let it fall. Says the Gemara, Amar Abhuna. This idea of letting it fall off is cool if you're carrying hay. When it falls on the floor, nothing will happen to it. But what if you're carrying glass and the glass is going to shatter when you let it fall to the floor? What should you do? So Rav Huna says, Very simple. Bring some pillows out of the house. Put the pillows under the glass. This way, when you untie the... When you untie the bundles, they'll fall off and the glass will fall on the pillows and it won't break and everything's fine. Ask the Gemara on this idea. But didn't we learn in the Mishnah the following thing? It says, It says you can only take the, the kilim that are movable on Shabbat. And if it was glass, you should be allowed to move it on Shabbat. So how could we refer to that? Why would we say that you have to Put a pillow. I don't need to put a pillow. Um, if it's glass, I'm allowed to move it. I'm allowed to move my glasses off. The glasses are not mukseh. Sigmar, no. When we said the glass thing, you have to put the pillows. We weren't referring to glasses like drinking glasses. Kika Amar, Rav Huna, Bikarni Umna. We're talking about special glasses that are used for blood letters. There were blood letters in the old days who used to cup a person's bo- uh, body with uh, a glass cup to use. In the bloodletting, and therefore those glasses, of course, are used are muksa because they're generally used for isurim. That's what we're referring to. You have to put the pillow to because you can't use them on Shabbat. 
How could you tell me that you're allowed to bring a pillow there when you bring the pillow and you throw the muksa on it, the pillow becomes not usable. You took a usable pillow and you made it an unusable pillow and there was an opinion before that says when you take the pillow that was usable and you make it unusable, you're doing it isur. Remember we had a few different machlok about some say it's like you're nailing it down the pillow or you're not allowed to nail it or other opinions of why you're not allowed no, we're talking about a case over here, Bishlifi Zutri, talking about their very small bundles of glasses. And therefore, after it hits the pillow, it, you're able to pick up the pillow and they'll fall on the ground. They won't break because it's a much shorter fall from the pillow to the ground. And it's not a sewer because you're not nailing down the pillow because the pillow is still takeable on Shabbat. Ask the Gemara, Metivi will ask a question. If your animal was holding tevil, which is unmasered produce, or big, thick panes of glass, you have to untie it, they fall down, and we let them break. So the brightness sounds like when there's glass on the thing, you let them break. And it doesn't sound like you're allowed to bring pillows. So no. Over there, we're talking about very, very thick ones. And therefore, you're planning to use them for windows. And since you want to use them for windows, you're going to end up cutting them later anyway into small little pieces. Then you're not going to lose anything by by letting them break because anyway, you want them to break and they're probably going to break in the right way. And therefore... It's not a question why over there we let them fall, but over here where we have a case of the special cups that are being used, glass cups which are being used by bloodletters, that you're allowed to bring a pillow for. Over there we make it fall because there's nothing wrong with letting it fall. You don't lose anything. I'll show you from the language that this is true. We mentioned that it's similar to Tevil. Ma Tevil, just like Tevil. Which is not fit. There's nothing in the way to use it. When it comes to glass also, Nami Lo it's also not fit. That sounds like it wasn't usable on Shabbat because it's something that's very, very thick and it needs to crack anyway. What does it mean even though it breaks? Right? What's that? Even though it breaks. I thought that you don't lose anything if it breaks. I would have thunk that we were even at a small one and since it might not break exactly the way you want it you might lose a little bit of glass normally when you cut the glass you'll cut it exactly right you'll lose nothing here when it breaks you're going to lose a little bit you're going to have to shave it a little bit but it's not going to be a, a total loss still we see Kamash Malan that we're still worried about this Tanya we learned in a brighter Rav Shimon ben Yochai Omer if your animal's carrying a load of wheat, you could put your head under the side of the load. You could push it to one side. It's going to fall off on its own. One time, was carrying dvash, honey on Shabbat. He didn't want to take it off. By Metzosh Shabbat, the donkey had died from having the load on, of honey on it the whole time. So the Gemara says, why didn't he take it off? I thought we said you're allowed to take off things that are not Muqsa and Mishnah. So why wouldn't Rabban Gamliel take off the Dvash? He says, no, he didn't take it off because this 
was muksa honey. Now, why is honey muksa? Kishidvish. Uh, the the honey got sour, which is not usable on Shabbat, and therefore it's asur to move. Right? If anyone knows how honey could get sour, I'd appreciate if you could just send me a text. Uh, I was under the impression that honey could last hundreds of years. But I guess maybe in the wrong climate, something or other. Let me know. Okay? Hadvash l'may chazi. Now, if it's hidvish, if it already got sour, l'may chazi, then what's it good for? Why did he bring it? Why did he bring it at all for? It says, It's good to use as an antibiotic cream for a camel that gets a wound. A wounded camel, um, spoiled honey is good to make it heal faster. Why don't we... It says you untie the thing and let them fall. So then why didn't he just do that? Why didn't he untie it and let it fall like the Mishnah says? It says, Mitzchukhu Ziki. If he did that, then the glass jars would have broken on the fall to the ground. So he says, okay, fine. So bring the pillows and put it on there like we said before. He says, well, no, you can't do that. Because the pillows would get ruined from the honey. And it'll end up causing that the the kli batel mechano and Rabban Gamaliel held at the sula batel kli mechano. Like it's tzar b'alechaim. He said, "What about tzar b'alechaim? I understand that you don't want to batel kli mechano, but what about tzar b'alechaim that the animal is going to end up uh, being in pain and ultimately end up dying from leaving the load on so long?" Kasavat tzar b'alechaim did Rabbanan. He Rabban Gamaliel held that tzar b'alechaim is only did Rabbanan. And therefore, it doesn't push off a different derabanan of vatel kli mehechano. Here's the story. Abay ashkechele the rabad the kamishkafreth le b'lebre agava dechama. Abay is so rava that he was giving his son a his baby son, making him letting him slide down the side of a live donkey on Shabbat. The donkey was sitting down, and he was sliding down the donkey on Shabbat. So Abai asked him, Why are you using live animals? I thought live animals are mukseh, and you shouldn't be able to use them. Amalek, he told him back, I'm only using the side of the animal. The rabbis made a yisur to use the top of the animal, which is the normal way to use it. But the rabbis didn't make a yisur on using the side of the animal, and therefore, that's why I'm using my, using my, letting my kid use the slide on the donkey's side. Says Gemara, How could I teach you the rule? The Tanaim we learnt. It says you could untie the the strings and the sacks will fall. My love, guvalki. We assume that we're talking about uh, two sacks which are lying on the two sides of the chamor, and they're tied together with, with straps, which are on the sides of the donkey. So we see that the guy is using the sides of the donkey. And yet, and the, and the rabbis aren't gozed on the sides. Right? 
So you see that the rabbis are allowing you to untie something that's on the sides of the donkey. Because we're assuming that the two sacks over here were totally on the sides of the donkey. And the only reason, according to Rabbah, that the rabbis allowed you to untie it was because they're using the sides of the donkey and the rabbis are okay with using sides of the donkey. So therefore, it's okay for me to, use, to let my son slide down the side of the donkey. We're talking about sacks that are not tied together. Rather, they're two sacks that are on a, on a nail that's in a nail that's in a, uh, in a in the strap on top of the donkey. So there's a strap going around the donkey, a nail sticking out of the top, and the things are hanging on the nail. The law have it stadin, and therefore it's not not a case of stadin. You're not using the sides of the donkey, and there's no proof from this case. Inami belachta, or it could be talking about a different type of thing. That there's a, a, a ring on the sack, and you put the ring in the other in the other ring, and you put a little stick in between it, and that's how the, that's how it's uh, that's how it's working. And you when you want to take it out, you pull out the, the stick, and then the two rings are formed. So basically, you have two rings on one on top of the other, and you put in between the two rings a stick, and the stick is holding the two rings together. And when you pull out the stick, it's going to come apart. But either way, they're not using the sides, and you can't bring any proof about the sides from this case, according to Abaya's comeback. So Abaya asks another question. It says, Shtayim Adam. Achat ba'ilan is a Mishnah Sukkah, which says that if you have two walls, which are man-made walls of the Sukkah, every Sukkah needs three walls. Achat ba'ilan, and you have one wall that that is the tree. Kishirat kosher. The an olinla biyom tov, but you still can't go onto it in yom tov because it used to be in the olden days they used to use the skach to hang things on. And since the skach is onto the walls, it looks like the skach is being held up by a wall of a of a tree. My love, the chak We assume that what's going on here is that the skach is stuck into the tree. The havelatzadin, which is really the sides of the tree, because the tree is much taller than this, and you, you're putting sticking skach in drilled holes in the side of the tree. And yet, you see that the sides of the tree are asur. So again, this idea, we're connecting the idea of the tree of a sukkah, a sukkah that's in a tree, to our case of using the side of the donkey. And we're saying <coughs> that it must be the rabbis made a gezera on the sides of things, because just like you see, the rabbis don't allow using the sides of a tree. Law, Rabbi answers, you misunderstood the Mishnah Sukkah. The Kaifir the Elan. We're talking about a case where the tree was tied up to another tree, and you made a wall with this tied up tree. And the skach is directly on top of this tied up tree. It's not drilled into the tree, it's on the top of the tied up tree. And therefore, you're using the actual Elan, you're not using the side of the tree, you're using the actual tree. But the sides are really mutar, according to Rabbah. Ihachi answers Abaya, if so, 
What about the safe of that of that Mishnah, which says Shalosh Adam, If you have three walls which are man-made, and the fourth one is Vigilan, Kishirat's kosher. When you go up in Yomtov, If we're talking about a case where the fourth world wall is with a tied-up branches of a tree, am I only not How are you let it go on in Yomtov? But if the skach is leaning on it, it sounds like you're using the, the tree. Elamai, what are you going to say? Stadin Asurim. The reason is, talking about the Stadin Asurim, is that the reason why it's Asur? You're talking about it and it's drilled into the sides? So, so, for my only Yomtov. Still, you're not allowed to go. Even if it's in the side, you shouldn't be allowed to go on Yomtov. In any case, why do we ever allow going up on Yomtov if there's three walls Adam? It's still drilled in, it should still be Asur. El Hatam, Begaza Pirkasna. We're talking about Pirkasna. We're talking over here about a tree that has a lot of branches and it's spread out. The Ilan Gufed Dofan Ba'almahu, the Shavia. We're talking about a very, very leafy tree where the leaves themselves are enough of a branch and you don't have to use it at all. And that's how we're doing it because there's no skach staying on it. So we could say that here also and therefore there's no proof from this case. I proved to you we're talking about that type of tree. It says, even if you take away the tree, if it could stand on its own, you could go on the Yom Tov. We see from here that we're talking about the skach is not resting on the tree. Basically, we're saying over here that if the skach was resting on the tree, it would be a problem and you would never be able to use it. And the sadim might still be asur. So now, we, we, we still left with the machloket. Nobody proved anyone wrong. It's machloket, Abai and Rabba, whether or not you can use the sides or something. Let's assume this machloket about the sides, like a machloket tanaim. It says in the sukkah, and only in Biyom Tov, Rabbi Shimon Vazal, Rabbi Meir, only in Biyom Tov, my Labakamthi, more to the Masim, more to the Abad Mutarim, the machloket, we want to assume that the machloket, whether you can go up to it on Yom Tov, Tin Rashba, and Remer. Is whether or not you can use the sides of things. I'm gonna buy. I will disagree. Look, cool. Alma, everyone agrees. That, you know, soon everyone agrees. You're not allowed to use the sides of things. And the sides are the same as the top. Over here, the machloket is if you use the sides of the sides, which means you're using what's off the sides of the item. One holds that what's off the sides is still asur. It's a side, and it's a side of a side. It's still asur. Umor and Remeir hold it mutar. That's Abaye's explanation. He's claiming it's always Asur. Now Rava disagrees. Rava, my Rava will say no. Really, Atsad is always Asur. Sorry, Tsad is mutar. Umada Asad Basadin, Asanami Sidetadim. If you say it's Asur, it's Asur in both. Umada Shabbat Sidetadin, Shabbat Sidetadin. And therefore, he wants to say that the Machloket Tanakama and Remeir is whether you can use the sides. And the one who says you can use the sides says you can use tzidisadim. You can use what's the side to the side. And the one who says you can't use sides says you can't use anything. So says the Gemara, Eight Vera Mashashi Rabba. Mashashi asks Rabba the following question. If a guy stuck a peg, in a tree, but he hangs a basket from the, from the peg. It says, If this basket is hanging above ten tefachim off the ground, and it's not considered a roof, 
because since it's above ten zvachim off the ground, and it's four by four, it's in the Rishut Achid, and the Eruv can't be in the Rishut Achid. But if it's Ramatam Asavim, if it's below four zvachim, and it's a good Eruv, because it's considered where it is. Tama, the reason why we say that when it's below ten zvachim, it's called a good Eruv, that's because you stuck it into your Ted. And the ated, the peg that's in the tree, is the tzadim. A peg is in the side of the tree. And the kalkala, and the basket that's hanging from the bed, it's tzidet tzadim. So we're allowed to use the tzidet tzadim, because that's what we hold of. Haloneetz, but if it was, if the kalkala was directly on the tree, and then it would be tzadim. Then I feel even if it's below ten tzadim, and it should not work. Because you know that if the rule about an eruv is as follows: if a person wants to carry a certain in a certain area, you have to leave the eruv in the shut where you want to carry. Now, if it's below ten tefachim, you could say that it is where it is. But if it's above ten tefachim, so to shut And in order for you to be able to use it, it has to be accessible to you on Shabbat. And we're saying that since you, it's on a yated, which means it's a it's a basket, it's a basket hanging on a nail, and it's tideh sadim. That's why you're, it's accessible to you on Shabbat because you're allowed to use tideh sadim. But had the basket been hanging directly on the tree, it would be tzadim. And it would be Asur. So you see that Stadim is Asur. If you didn't stick it in, even if it was below 10th Vachim and it isn't a Shutay Arabim, and in a Vorevu, it's not a Kuleruv. But this rabbi is saying it's Asur Stadim, and it's Mutar Stadim. So you see that the difference between Stadim and Stadet Stadim. That's a question on Rava, who says that both they're both Asur Stadet Stadim is the same as Stadim. Amara Papa, Shri Papa will answer. We're talking about a basket with a very, very small mouth, and therefore it's hard to stick your hand into the basket. The problem here is since the tree is not a very thick tree, and you have to stick your hand into the basket, you're going to end up moving the tree. And therefore, the problem with having it directly on the tree is not that, oh, one stadim and one stadet stadim. Really, stadim and stadet stadim are the same. And, you, and if one's asur, they're both asur. And they're both, one's mutar, they're both mutar. And the reason why we needed the ated is because if you didn't have the ated, the peg, stuck in the tree, you'd end up moving the tree, which no one lets you do. So okay, fine. So there's no question on anyone now. So what's that? What's the maskana? Says in Rabbi Hilchata, Stadim Asurim, Sidetzim As Mutarim. We're not going like Rava. We're saying that the sides are Asur, but Sidetzim Amutar. It was interesting. One time I was in Deal and I went to someone's house and they had a swing hanging from their tree, and the swing was hanging directly from the tree. That swing that's hanging directly from a branch on the tree would be called Stadim, and that would be Asur to go on that swing on Shabbat. On the other hand, if they had drilled a peg into the tree and hang the sw- hung the swing from the peg, that would be Stidet Stadim, which would be Mutar. This is a very Nogea Halacha. 
Amar of Ashi. Now that you said it's Asur, to use Stadim. Haidarga de Midla. If you have a ladder that you go up to the Sukkah, that the people put in, in, in uh, that they, they, the people put high up for people who are watching the field, right? Which is, you have this Sukkah that's high up on these posts. And you have a ladder to go up there. Make sure don't leave, don't lean the ladder on the tree. To have a tzadim, because if you lean a ladder on a tree, it's tzadim. I'm not talking about the ladder that has a, a an A-shaped ladder with with uh, two sides. We're talking about a, a, just a plain ladder that you lean up against a tree. It would be a sukkah tzadim. El linche Make sure to you leave it on a peg that's off the tree, which is tzadim. When you go up to it, don't put your foot on the peg that's off the tree. Make sure you put your leg on the rungs of the ladder, but don't put your legs on the on that peg, because the peg that's in the tree is Stadim, and that would be a sword.